2: like here. millions yeah it's true eh <clears throat> one yeah. day uh, one day I'll sell this hat and, re- and then just retire off the the yeah, riches that's right <laughs> no it's not yeah it's, it's a good one though it fits it, I have a little like tiny pea head um so it fits me it actually
3: fits my head well that's actually my favorite one too I got that one that same color and then I got one in uh charcoal too oh, uh, nice. I don't know what it is about them but the, yeah those are my yeah. favorite too Other,
2: I, I, now, yeah but... exactly yeah yeah. The other one I have, I, I still wear all the time is the gray t-shirt with just the antler oh, yeah. on it too. Yeah. yeah. I got lots of those.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Those I light know. ones that you did, the long sleeve ones, Kevin, with the hood, but they're super light. Like they weren't like a hoodie hoodie. Hmm. They're like a, a summertime hoodie. Yep. Those are my favorite.
1: Yeah. I don't have any more of those. I, uh, I gave a bunch away for a guy that was going to sell and then he sold his store and those went with it and oh, I never got any money for it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: whatever man yeah
1: one of those things man yeah. i'm not very good at marketing either so i don't know I'm like i'm not a salesman like yeah like, like, it's probably good old, you're a grumpy old man is what you are
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was just i just had a friend before this telling me that i was uh yeah he, uh, he used a big word that i looked up that i discovered meant um like tireless in debate and i don't oh. think he meant i don't think he meant it as a joke or as a, as a compliment rather i think he was saying like i think it was more of the like fuck you never let things go like you're yeah. just a grumpy old man i think is what he was saying but what's the yeah. word <clears throat> indefatigable holy shit yeah well wow. he sent me this he this is what he said i said you know sending me a big long word that's an insult doesn't make it a compliment just because it's a multi-syllable <laughs> word i still know why i had to you know in fact
3: you you used up some of my personal time to look that up and find (laughs) out what it
2: meant (laughs) that's it yeah exactly i said i got one for you back can i swear right now oh oh, yeah fuck yeah yeah i said here check this one out fuck you
1: yeah We're, we're a rated r podcast yeah Pete, look at pete he's fucking got
2: drinking beer like it's his job well I was, job. I was worried i was worried when i came on you're gonna hear me crack this oh no Are i know he...
1: that pete that's yeah. what he waits for he puts it up by yeah. the mic
3: oh hell yeah it's my favorite part of the show if i ever listened to him in the vehicle Club like, oh it's somewhere in here i ran out of a beer and i know he got another one it's like, <laughs> it's like there we go
1: <laughs> i have um hopefully you don't run out of beer this time you ran out last time i got three so i should be good oh depends how fast Actually, you drink
3: I'm almost done this one. <laughs> yeah.
1: I um when Pete's I really never... engaged in the pot in the conversation, you can tell like because his his beer consumption, like it lasts yeah. a lot longer. But oh when he's okay. not
2: involved in the conversation, he's oh, just it's... like he's out of beer in a half an hour. Yeah. It's on the reverse when I'm really into it, especially when I'm especially when I've got like a a whiskey or a bourbon or something i oh, drink yeah, it i drink stuff. more and then yeah. like because i'm just like super pumped with the conversation and i'm like well yeah, yeah. that was great i better like celebrate with a drink of this and then it's yeah yeah, yeah i'm the um, same way if i get into it I, i'll start tipping them back faster and faster yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny you mentioned like listening to these pete um i have to this day not listened to a single of the hunt to eat podcasts oh really um like i had to listen to things to edit them right yeah, yeah but I have yet, I have to, like never listened to one because I just can't, I can't stand to hear myself.
3: You know, Still, I, I am yeah, similar. I just can't do it. Really? And uh, I get it. I guess the difference is Kevin does the editing. So I'm not listening to it over and over and over trying to yeah, fine tune it. And I don't listen to them all. Um, there's just certain ones that, I don't know, they intrigue me in a different way, whether it's, you know, somebody talking about something I'm into at that moment, you know, like mm-hmm. O tuning or. What, whatever i'm into fishing right now he talked yeah. fishing you know what i'm probably gonna listen to this podcast yeah, yeah. Um,
2: well and maybe that's it right because i was editing them i was hearing what the guest yeah. said over and over again 10 times because i was going back and like yeah. so yeah maybe that's it maybe if i hadn't been editing them and didn't get to hear what the guest was saying then i would have but um, yeah
1: when you're editing them you're kind of because you listen to and you you got to get out all those sometimes the the internet will cut out and all of a sudden you have like uh yeah you got a pause, like a 30 or 40 second pause and you don't want dead air so you kind of like sometimes you got to splice in the conversation sometimes and sometimes it's really hard and like sometimes you get guests who just have shitty equipment and then it's like man like like it's squeaky or crackly or you know it's it's, sometimes it's really tough but uh, it's getting better with like technology and stuff like even i've noticed since i started doing these like and it's been just over two years now, but like this, how much everybody like every guest you do now pretty much has a good setup, mm-hmm. whereas before guys are doing it off their phone, oh, and like yeah. in their in up. their
2: truck and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Well, the, and I used a, a thing called Squadcast heard of this? Oh, yeah. No. So it records everyone's audio separately, directly oh, yeah. from your computer. So oh, like yeah. when I when you finish it, it downloads. You get like we would get right now. We would get three audio files, right. and oh, they're okay. recorded directly into your computer. So even if my internet cuts out and you keep talking, it still records your your oh. talking. Yeah, and well, so that way, good. when I would do the editing, I would for my, the biggest thing I did was went through and silenced myself. Oh yeah, yeah. you know because you're doing the like oh yeah great oh okay. Yeah. And you just cut all that out, and that way, if it, when my internet would cut out or someone's internet would cut out, and it chops up, you can just silence that person and let the other person just keep going. It was good, it, yeah. It was helpful, but you're right about the the equipment thing. It's like it's so nice when you get someone on. You're like, oh, good, yeah. Like the volume's good and everything. Anyway, yeah. So, how did you en- did you enjoy doing the podcast? I loved it. Yeah, um I loved. Yeah, I, lo- I had a good time. It was. Man, it's a shit ton of work, though. Eh? Yeah, it's, like, it's a lot it's a, of work. It's time consuming. And yeah. we never monetized it. I never had any. I never got like there was no money that yeah. went any which way. Not with that podcast. We did it because um, there was a bunch of people that I wanted to talk to about cool things. And I'm nobody. So they weren't going to talk to me unless I was yeah. like, well, how about a podcast? <laughs> and yeah. then everyone's like, sounds good. Yeah. Um. So I had a great time because I just basically made a list of people that I wanted to talk to. Right. Um. And about a book they wrote or about a the, you know film they're making or the product they had or whatever it was and got to use it for that so you yeah, had a great time i learned tons met a bunch of people all over the place um
1: yeah it's cool Yeah, you know, that's that's the neatest part about it is yeah it is a lot of work it's a lot it's time consuming mm-hmm. um it gets easier i noticed as it as you go on it it gets yeah. way easier um once you get like especially once you get a good platform and everything's kind of like just already there yeah. you can just add and some, you know you, you get your intro set and then you just got to put in that episode audio and like mm-hmm. you have your ads in their place so yeah it definitely gets easier and you get more I, comfortable with it too i think because like you kind of just learn like fuck it i'm just gonna yeah. play it like now the editing like i go i'll go through and i'll listen to the episode pretty much from start to finish and i just listen to it in like 1.25 speed that's what i would do yep yeah so it speeds up i am just basically looking for any of those like all of a sudden like a dead dead air where it's like a mm-hmm. you know a long span where like people are like gonna turn the radio off or something because they think it died out or something or like they
2: that. like you ask a question they're like what are you talking about and you're like all right hold on let me restart the whole question again and then like <laughs> i'll go i'll take i would keep notes right of like uh ah, like i fucked up the question at at like 45 minutes or whatever yeah, yeah. and then i would go through later just delete that part
3: yeah Do you ever yeah. find after doing all your editing and stuff is for both of you um when you listen to other podcasts and stuff like that do you pick up on stuff like that or the way questions are formed or maybe oh, guests yeah. are like, you know, they just don't like being asked in a certain way. Like they don't mm-hmm. want to talk about this. They want to talk about it. Like, like you guys are sitting beside a campfire instead mm-hmm. of it, you know, like that's the stuff I, I personally pick up and stuff where it's seems like it's being listed off. Okay. I asked question one. Now it's on question two, instead of it just being a bullshit session.
2: Yeah. 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 Like you get yeah, off you,
3: topic and then you try to get back. and
2: <laughs> Totally. The other thing that I would find is um, if I wanted to ask, okay, let's say I wanted to ask one of you right now about a thing that I know you can talk about, right? An elk you shot or something. Yeah. Like, so what I would, I would, I might lead into a thing being like, okay, so I saw that Instagram post you put up and you did this and you went here. Tell me about the last point about that shot. Well, I would take out all the preamble of myself. So all the audience here is. is, talking about that elk you shot in the mountain yeah and i would get rid of all the the stuff that i said that was setting the person up to 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 tell the story Uh and i i found that was helpful as well because then i could say i could lead them into it and get like you're saying kind of get the bullshit going but then the audience they only hear they hear way less of me they just hear the the guests which was helpful
1: yeah and your guests too when you get a guest who's never done who's never done a podcast or have only have done one or two podcasts they're not as comfortable as somebody who's done them a long time. And I remember Paul, when you first came on, I think it was like, well, when we first started, when we first met, you hadn't been on one yet. And then you, you did one. And I think like you're, when you came on this show, which was quite a while ago, like almost two years ago now. Um, yeah. You know, we kind of went over, you know, we had a, we had an outline and of what, what needed, like what we we're going to talk about it, Like, so it was kind of like cut and dry and then like, the second one, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, let's just, yeah, this is what we're going to yeah, I want to kind of just talk about this. Okay. Let's yeah. Just, just wing it.
2: It was. It was the first it was the first one that I, um, yeah, you're right. I think I had recorded another one, but it hadn't yeah. come out or something. Yeah, but yeah. this was the first one. It was, I'm looking at it episode 25 yeah. uh, in February, 2021. So, yeah, we're right about the two-year mark. Um, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, it was a long and time many time. episodes later, watch this segue. That was yeah. episode 25.
1: <laughs> That's good. Yeah. What, are you on, what are you on now? Hey, what are
2: we on now? Pete? What are you on now? this is number 100 it's awesome yeah, it's a big number that's cool that's cool yeah that's a yeah. big achievement um yeah i remember at 25 thinking like holy shit like this guy's done 24 others of these and now that I, when i only did 26 of them and realized how much work and effort that was yeah. and so like it's yeah congratulations making it oh, here. thank you thank it's a long yeah. time and uh it's cool to um to make this milestone triple yeah. digits yeah, And I think well, that
3: kind of leads into what you were telling me in the past there, Kevin, was um, I don't think it matters what genre you're in, but only 10% of podcasts, no matter the genre, usually make it to 100 episodes. Yeah. And I can, uh, right. yeah. and I can only assume it's because of the workload Yeah, like that comes with it that nobody mm-hmm. sees behind the scenes.
1: Yeah. And I, I think a lot of the bigger companies that are already, they're already established and they already have, they already have an audience, whether it's a YouTube audience or whether yeah. it's uh you know a tv audience or you know anything along that sort of line like now they're everybody's kind of getting into podcasts like and i think those guys have a lot easier time because like the editing they're just recording they had they have somebody else who does the editing yeah they have you know um, like paul said it's a lot of work it's a lot of time like just scheduling guests and then like trying to work out schedules and then you know um yeah it's tough
2: they just I mean, get it, to do the fun part Yeah, exactly. It's cool too. I mean, you you have a super like you cover a range of stuff on here too, right? Like, which is sometimes a lot more challenging because you got to get you got to keep audience is audiences interested in everything from gear to to like political issues to you know really nuanced conservation issues to you know hunt stories and like there are definitely there are people who are like they just want to listen to hunting stories, right? And then people who just want to hear about. Politics or whatever. Yeah. So to, yeah. to have a platform that's like it's it's cool that you've kept going with one that that you've you've sort of found a way to to be like well here's here's what hunting is <laughs> and we're talking yeah, about all well, of it
1: and that's the thing like it's so multifaceted that you kind of got to cover them all and I kind of just learned to like just stick to what you're passionate about and stick to what you know what I mean stick to that and then the people the people that are going to listen to it are going to listen to it and. I remember at the beginning you get so hung up on like downloads and like who's mm-hmm. listening and like feedback and that. And after a while, you're like, you know what? The people who are going to want to listen to it are going to listen to it. And so just kind of do your own thing. And, uh, and then what, Pete, when did you start, when did you get involved? I think like full time 60 something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so I did been a been podcast for, a, while, yeah, for a little while,
3: 40, 40, well, maybe just under 40 episodes Which is, I think I was on like late fifties or whatever with you and then started up mid 60 or something like that.
1: Yeah. But I think the thing that
3: makes it, you know, enjoyable too, that, you know, some podcasts, I, some podcasts, I wonder, um, if some of it's for show, depending on the podcast, a lot of the ones that I've kind of weaned out, so to speak, you know, it just seems like guys BSing or, you know, whatever, just around the campfire um this is just our lifestyle like it's not pretend it's not anything like we don't go out to do stuff so it's like oh yeah yeah i did this so now we can talk about it on the mm-hmm. pod it's this is yeah. just everyday joe blow stuff podcast wasn't here there'd be absolutely no change
2: mm-hmm.
3: in what we do so we're just bsing about what we're going to do or what we just finished doing and mm-hmm. it's yeah
1: all... yeah exactly like pete and i we talk i think every day and like we talk about the same shit we talk about on the podcast so Um, yeah, I mean, even like, well, one of the really cool things is what you touched on Paul was like all the cool people you get to meet, you know, in the space that you're involved in and, you know, the, doing the things, the same things that you love to do that you never have the opportunity to meet. Like Paul, I would never met you. Yeah. like Even Pete, like I've known Pete for a long time. We played hockey together, you know, um, in Prince Rupert and I hadn't talked to him for a long time when we got reconnected through the podcast. Right. So, Oh, really? uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he was living in Invermere. I was living in Conola and I started the podcast and he kind of reached out and said, Hey, you didn't have to live in Prince Rupert, did you over Instagram? And I was like, yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's cool. And I recognized
1: him. Yeah.
3: It's just like, how many Kevin toys do you meet in your lifetime? Be like, no, I'm just, I'm going to
2: ask. That's cool. (laughs) No, it is. It's a different kind of thing, right? Like, um, like a different kind of platform that way. Like there are definitely some people that I've connected with on Instagram, um who I now talk to regularly and mm-hmm. a few people on Twitter, in, in fact a couple of whom came on the podcast with me that I connected with on Twitter. Basic, but nobody like, but it, those are fewer and far between, right? Like because you have short comment sections yeah. and those usually yeah. turn those usually go off the rails pretty fast on those things. But and then and then obviously like you know news channels and interview shows, those are totally out of out of reach to the average person. You just mm-hmm. turn on the TV and it's a one way thing podcasts are cool because like there, are as an audience members as, as a listener there is a sense of like uh the the thing that that show or those people not being sort of in the ivory tower out of touch right there is a sense yeah. of it being part yeah. of the conversation and you reach out to people and then end up connecting with them and it, yeah it, um, it's more relatable it cool. yeah. yeah and it is cool that way and you're right like we never would have connected um no. you know over two years ago now and it um and it was cool for me like i at the time I was, you know, there were only a handful of hunting podcasts that, that I knew about. Um, and they were all in the States. Yeah. So I was super pumped to be, to be like, Oh, okay, great. There's this one in Canada. That's, that's like applicable talking about things that I know about. Right. And so, uh, yeah, it is, it does, uh, it does make connections in a different way than other platforms. I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's definitely a lot more, even I've noticed like there was, there was a lot in the U S but there's a, there is a, there's way more in Canada now, like mm-hmm. way more hunting podcasts. And like, um, since I started, it just blows me away. Yeah. Which is I good. Mean, I, I mean, it's that's, great. I mean, there's, you know, the more the better. Yeah. yeah. You can never have I it, think a lot of that's guys.
3: with the social media. Like everything's getting pushed out in different ways now. And people are like, oh, yeah. You know, maybe they follow these people for some other reason. All of a sudden they got a podcast. And like, you know what? I think I'm going to start a podcast, you know, seeing mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. It just kind of be, it shows that it's possible.
1: Well, you know, and there's so much to cover that, you just can't cover them all. Like I'd love to know about every single issue that affects every hunter and fisherman in this country, but I'm just a blue collar guy. I got to go to work every day and I got to live my life. So I don't have the time to do it. So I cover things and I talk about things that I'm passionate about and things that hit, you know, Pete and I close to home. And it's great to have other platforms out there doing the, you know, guys in Alberta, Saskatchewan, all over covering the same, you know, doing the same thing. And it's, it's great because it just brings awareness to to uh to what's going on in other parts of the country
2: yeah and it didn't did, i've never i didn't get the sense like i'm sure it's out there right but i never got the sense that like that there's this sort of competitiveness with the with the, the podcast world in the same way there is in other things right like we're like i was i was thrilled when i could be like oh go check out this podcast episode yeah. they cover this topic better than i could so yeah I want to cover, I want to mention this issue, but like, I'm not going to be able to do it as well as yeah. this one did. Or like, I remember one time, um, you know, messaging, uh, Jesse, you know, Jesse's even well, yeah, yeah. And, and emailing him about, you know, and he's another one, he and I only ever connected on Twitter and then, yeah. you know, a couple of exchanges, but they, it was around, uh, I think it was the peace, the peace region stuff. Yeah. And I was like, look, like I want to cover this, but can you just send me a sound clip that I can just play because you'll do it better than I obviously yeah. could. Yeah. And so, the, like it, it's things like that that are cool. I think that don't that yeah. it isn't. uh, There isn't this same pissing contest that there is in other things. Um, yeah, yeah, you know.
1: I think. I think in the when it's monetized to a certain level, because I I've heard stories and like I mean, you hear this, you hear that. Who who fucking really knows, right? But I've heard things that, you know, you kind of are like, hmm, you know, it's, it shouldn't be like that. But I mean, when you get to a certain level, I think yeah. that, you know, it's just business for some people. It is what it is. Um, Well,
3: they probably got rules, you'd think, you know, from the companies that are sponsoring them or whoever's shelling out the money, be like, okay, we can't really say stuff like this or mm, that, or because it's a reflection of them. You know, once you get up to that upper echelon, I'm thinking, I guess, depending on the type of podcast you have too, right? Like it's, it's got to change, but you got to think that the people that are holding the money and, you know, kind of putting their name behind you,
2: they're going to have a little bit of pull as to what you say. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. guess yeah. that's why it's good. I never made any money. To, to mind that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah,
1: I don't I'd say whatever I wanted. I'd, and yeah. And that's the thing, like Pete and I, I mean, I mean, I'll take money, but uh, you know, we're not doing it to make money. We're doing it. Yeah. Just, I mean, we just love to do it. We love talking to yeah. people and meet new people and we love, like I love just sharing. I find, you know, in the hunting space, it's one of those things where, you know, I truly believe like we need more hunters. Like as much as I know everybody mm-hmm. says, you know, it's crowded out there and, you know, there's less animals, there is less animals and it gets more crowded. The more, the more wild places you take away, the more trees you we cut down, the more places get burned. Obviously our space in it is going to get, is going to shrink. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just unfortunate, but um, yeah, I just don't see a future in it if, if we're out just, you know not passing the torch along no so that's I feel why was, i like yeah. sharing experiences and stories and you know anything that i've learned good or bad well especially with the kids when you're packing your kid around and you're sacrificing
3: um your your time that you normally go out by yourself but as we talked kevin you know like when you bring your kids out there you're so much more excited oh and yeah. thrilled yeah. when your kid's about to you know he or she has put in all this hard work and it's about to come together and even if it doesn't they still go they still go until it does come together and it's just like it's just like full circle and that's the biggest drive for me Uh, my kids don't do the hunting they do a tiny bit of fishing they don't do the hunting Um, but watching other hunting partners kids and them coming out with us it's uh, yeah i'm just thrilled for them
2: it's just like oh no
3: that's yours
2: you're making i'm I'm excited when i go with other people like i don't have kids but we have close friends here that, um, that that are we hunt with more like those are kind of our main hunting friends that we go with and they've got two kids who are super interested in it right and they're right at that age where like they're they get it but they're also curious which means that they want to ask a bunch of questions yeah and like I think that the, our friends were sort of like at first we're kind of thinking like ah like this isn't sorry like sorry this isn't kind of the, the hunt the the like you know hunting experience yeah. and we were like this is great it's super yeah. cool to see kids like, I'm, I'm happy to like, well, that, yeah, quote, that is like the burn a hunt experience. on that because yeah. that is it exactly. It does to me. It's not a waste. Like we were super hu- excited yeah. to be like, this is cool to see them asking questions and to be into it and stuff. I don't, I was like, we were more than happy to just have a day that like, we knew we weren't going to see a moose. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so no, yeah. most of my time this year was, was like that, like I hunted more with Wyatt than I did by myself. Um, And yeah, like I, most of the days where I was like, Hey, don't do this. Don't do that. Do this. Don't do this. Do this. Don't do that. And like all these, so many things that you just take for granted when you're doing it, like you've walked a path so many times, like, Mm I've walked this path so many times or this direction so many times. And I I've thought you were getting so really days.
2: philosophical there for a moment,
1: but you mean literally. <laughs> no, like no, he, just, yeah, he yeah. just means he's used so, the same trail. For yeah. I gotcha. I'm with yeah, you. Like <laughs> I've, I've walked a, a, a path or I've gone, I've gone in a direction so many times and I've taken the wrong path so many yeah. times. You know what I mean? Like I've stepped here and I've blown out of stock or I've stepped this way and I've blown out of stock or I didn't, I, I wasn't watching I wasn't paying attention to the wind, how it's going to switch, you know, at midday or, you know, like shadows I what didn't pay to like Mm -hmm. shadows blew me away. Like when you first understood like spot and stalk and like shadowing and like putting yourself into a situation where you're going to get busted because they didn't see you, but they seen your shadow and like, Mm -hmm. and like just using, using shadows to your advantage and like finding animals based on shadows and like all this stuff that, spend so many times and so many steps learning all these and like the, the only way to really learn them is to fail Yeah, mm-hmm. and like taking somebody with you and like you just like always like it was just like I just felt like I was constantly like don't do this don't do that yeah. don't do this don't do that like get over here what are you doing like why are you walking like that like why are you why are you doing this why are you doing like it's just like <laughs> oh man it's like I'm like well see how I'm doing do what I'm doing and he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's like well, i i don't know how to do that man like and i'm like okay. and then you gotta reset and be like okay yeah you yeah. get your point i don't know i guess you don't know how to do that plus you're yeah. 10 so and then at the yeah. same time while he's
3: doing this i'm waiting till the till work is done and when work's done i get home and then it's like i'm shooting texts off well well <laughs> oh yeah yeah i haven't heard anything yet
2: like did he get something like yeah, did yeah. you see yeah. something? Like yeah, let he me was just he was just excited as as I was. <laughs> it is, and it's like to the, the point about like more hunters, you know, this is I, I think a conversation in the last couple year or two that has come up in some high profile ways, right? Around the like, do we need more hunters and is it crowding everyone out and that kind of thing? And and I like again, not to not to be too sort of head in the clouds, sort of philosophical about things, but The other thing is that, um, you know, such it's become a bit of a cliche, right? But, but like we all know that, like the the part about being a hunter is is well beyond pulling the trigger on an animal, Mm -hmm. right? Like, sure, sure, there's a point where, like, look, I want meat in the freezer, and that's what I want to do, yeah, of course. And like, like eventually, like, but but there is an element of like, there's far more to it than that. And so, if we think about hunting on a societal level, what we need to have hunting we need we need money in it we need regulations we need animals on the landscape we need all this stuff well we need people to 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 vote for that stuff mm-hmm. to put money into it yeah. to support it socially to get on and take action to send emails to politicians all that stuff so there's a there's also an element of that that like everyone who who is interested in hunting and who might then identify as a hunter they're not necessarily out there also killing every animal they can kill every year and trampling habitat but you know what they are hopefully doing is is voting the way that they need to vote and writing yeah. letters that they need yeah. to write and that kind of yeah. stuff so there's like i've had people say to me like oh i'm really interested in hunting many people said to me yeah. like i'm really interested in hunting but like i don't want to shoot anything and i'm like that come out like yeah. first of all yeah. great that means i get to do it and like yeah. everyone will say like i don't care i don't care and like sure i don't i'm happy to have to have a friend do it and get part of the meat, but like i'm also very excited when i get to do it yeah so if someone says to me like I want to go out I just don't want to shoot I'm like perfect that means that you're a friend to hang out with out there you're going to help yeah. with all the, the work yeah and mm-hmm. so I think there's an element of that too that every again like not everyone who quote becomes a hunter literally becomes a hunter is depleting wildlife and taking yeah. spots and crowding everyone out all this stuff because they're also going out with friends and they're also yeah. doing that stuff so I I'm with you there that like um I think on for multiple reasons we need
1: well, and like how many guys do we know that are just, you know, you go out and they're like, they want to go out with the guys and they they want to go to deer camp. They want to go to moose yeah. camp. They want to go, they want to get out and they don't go out. They're there. They're at camp all day. They never leave camp. They might go out for a drive. They don't have a gun. They have zero interest in doing it, but they still buy their tags. Mm-hmm. They still, yeah. they still donate to their favorite wildlife, con- you know, their favorite mm-hmm. conservation group. They're still involved. You know, there's still a voice, you mm-hmm. know, there's still a vote and there's I so many leave. different, there's so much, like, it's so nuanced hunting. Like once you get in the space, you realize, man, this isn't just about me buying tags and going out and shooting an animal and putting meat in my freezer. I mean, you know, that's one such a small aspect of it. I mean, like you get into the politics and like how much it's changed, even in like the last five years, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's just, there's just, just so much more to be involved with now. And then to to your point, my point is that you need all these, the more voices, the better. And like guys that have a good voice, have a strong voice. Maybe, you know, those guys that are going to camp and, and are just, they're not leaving camp. They're to camp cook, say. Um, those guys, when you get back home, man, they might be an MLA or they might be, you know what That's I mean? They might, they might be yeah. completely different. They might be, have a bigger yeah. voice than you do you know once you
2: get back to you know you know so so-called the real world totally yeah like well my mom is i mean um she's not an mla or anything she's just a mom but um you know we didn't grow up hunting she had never had i don't think she'd ever had wild game until i brought it home and um you know went through the whole trajectory that we've i'm sure we've all seen and we all as in like everyone listening to this as well we've all seen the whole like i don't know i've heard it's gamey right to then yeah. trying trying whitetail and being like this is incredible and then being like ah uh, but i don't know i have bad impressions of geese and then trying a goose and being like this is incredible yeah, yeah. and then saying she's not sure about bear and then i'll get to, i when, when we moved here i left a bunch of black bear that i shot and we shot in labrador with her in ontario and i'll still get text her and she'll be like oh i ground it all up and i made a friend a bolognese sauce with this with that black bear and like for someone who never had wild game to now be cooking black bear, that's, that's a quite a leap. Right. Yeah, and, awesome. yeah. um, you know, she's having friends over and cooking them black bear. Yeah. And I'm like, she doesn't identify as a hunter, but she's doing the work that yeah. we need, that yeah. we need done. Right. So, yeah. um, Well, exactly.
1: Yeah. She's promoting like, and that's the thing. And then like, it comes down to just talking to people and just, you know, always staying positive and talking and just mm-hmm. presenting yourself in the right fashion. Like my mom too, like, You know, my mom was completely against, like, we always hunted and she was okay with it. But then, like, she was completely against, like, killing wolves if you Mm -hmm. didn't, if you didn't, or wolves or coyotes or cats if you didn't, if you weren't going to eat it or, you know what I mean? And then, like, you start explaining to her how, you know, how it works and, like, you need predator management. We only have so many, you know, there's only so many, there's only so many deer out there. There's only so many elk out there. There's only so many moose. And, like, we're encroaching so our, our our grip on you know what we're taking is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and um the animals are, unfortunately they're losing it in the opposite direction so and then now she's like totally pro hmm. predator management like you know in a, in a sensible kind of way but like before like when they're we talk about like how they're killing wolves up in northern british columbia she was just like disgusted with it now mm-hmm. she's like okay well now she sees the different side of it right and that just mm-hmm. comes from having a conversation with her and her being around hunters you know her boys are hunters yeah. and like we start talking about it once we start to learn a little bit and educate ourselves on issues that are important we explain it to her and we start having those those in those conversations around a dinner table and then all of a sudden you know um she sees it in a different light and then the, the biggest thing is it's just networking it's mm-hmm. now she goes to yeah. she she's really high you know she's really involved with her church you know and like i've heard her i've had conversations she said to me she's like yeah like i at the church two weeks ago when i was at church they were talking about uh that people killing coyotes and how much they didn't like it to them so i had to explain it to them you know the whole process and you know how everything involves and like the ungulates and like us and like humans are probably the biggest you know contributor of everything mm-hmm and she said well they kind of like flipped a switch and they're kind of like oh okay well i didn't realize that and, that, and that's just it like most people the, the general public they just don't know
3: mm-hmm. and i think that's
1: the biggest thing
3: is the the education uh process um but not just the education itself but how you deliver it to them but mm-hmm. because oh, yeah, if you're totally. coming off yeah. if you're coming off as this you know Guns slinging, you know, killing machine redneck guys, just killing everything. And it's, you know, like you, that's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's not no. about going down and laying the smack down on all the wolves out there. The worst phrase I hate is the only good yeah. wolf is a dead wolf. And the it's just pack like, a day okay.
2: thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's
3: like, come on, come on, come on. Like, yes, I agree with shooting wolves, but we need them on the landscape in the same aspects. It's no oh, different yeah. than black bears and grizzly well, Oh, we want them. Like, we want, want them Arizona, there. Yeah because mm-hmm. too many ungulates is a bad thing too, but you have to have that nice little ratio that comes down to science and all that other stuff that needs to get put into it. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, the like the education. deer aren't
1: saying there's too many humans. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't yeah. go, doesn't go both ways. Yeah. But you know, and the thing about that, like, I just want to say Pete is like, if I was to go to her church and say, and mm. explain about wolves and that everybody there would be like, this guy's just a hunter. They don't know. But mm-hmm. my mom telling them. Yep. Now it has validity to it, right? It's honest. It's, the delivery is a lot more impactful than, and that because just, it, yeah, yeah, it's coming
2: from a non-hunter in an yeah. edu- very educated way. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I'm sure I've mentioned this before. I cite this one often, but there's just there's this great set of psychology studies that have been done that um that, that demonstrate this that when you hear something from somebody that you perceive as part of your like. Your group, your in-group, right? Yeah. Whether that's church or hunters or politics, yeah. whatever it is, right? Um, maybe you're into like dressing up as furries and cosplay and it's those people. Um yeah. but uh Kevin's like, yes, I am. Um <laughs> you, you know, you're more likely to 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 listen and believe. But the flip side of it, and this one is the sort of yeah, um kind of scary one, there's this thing called the uh the backfire effect where it's like if you if you perceive me as not part of your group, right, as not not a, as an anti hunter, as, as someone not part of your group, and I tell you something with facts, I tell you, you know, no, the sky is actually blue. It is blue. Here's the facts. Here's the science around it. Not only will you not, and this is not everyone. Obviously, yep. this is like this is. There's some studies that have been done to show that there's this sort of effect that happens. But not only will people, and sometimes not believe that person. They will double down on their their defense yeah. of the yeah. wrong thing. Right. So if I say I'm like, oh, the sky is green and some someone comes to me who's a strong anti hunter and says, well, it's blue. Here's why. In case in some cases, like I will like double down and be like, no, no, not only yeah. do I not get it, I am actually more convinced the sky is green. Oh, yeah. And, and, and yeah, I mean, we've so all true, seen dude. this. We've all yeah. seen this. Right. And oh, so yeah. it's my like, wife
1: is a is a prime example of it doesn't matter what I say. Even if she doesn't, that
2: might be a delivery thing, man. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No. And it's like, when I read this, I was sort of like, oh man, like it just, first of all, it taught me to be like, calm the fuck down in how I say things to people to be like, I need to, uh, you can't, you know what the thing is like the phrase, like if the only, if the only tool you have is a hammer, everything's a nail. Right. And that was sort of how I think I come. I did do things sometimes. And then, but then also being like, okay, this is why it's important. Like I can yell at people and argue with people and that's fine. But once in a while I need to get someone like I need to get, I need to connect with somebody who's not part of my like immediate group. I need to not just preach to the choir. Right. Because they're going to go out and do the thing that, that I can't do. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's, it's good. And it's, uh, it's fun. It's also fun. I mean, we have to yeah, yeah. like, I think this is, this is why I've said this before, like why I love hunting so much is that it, um, it does, it, it just exercises all these parts of you. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Cause
1: it's, everyone's so like hunters are passionate people
2: yeah
1: and you're so passionate about it and you're going to fight for things that you're passionate about you're going to fight tooth and nail for them
2: Yeah, it is yeah. What it is and well it's what? like you can sit and talk about it yeah. for an hour on a podcast or you can just be in complete silence go out for hours hunting yeah oh. or you can debate someone and take it, it and that's yeah. and that's why i think it's so it's such a you know there's no other activity that that does that no. for me right no. that like that pulls every single aspect of 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 like who I am and what sort of what I like, yeah. what kind of exercises different parts of me, of me you know? Yeah. And it's the well, like, oh,
1: challenge too, like it challenges you. And there's really no limit to how much it does challenge you. You know, like there's no limit to how much you can be challenged mm-hmm. in hunting or in the hunting space or in this, whatever we want to call it. I don't even mm-hmm. know what, what do we call it? I don't, people call I don't know, it but sport. you only limit yourself,
3: right? Like you're the only person that will limit you.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there's you're the only we, one. But there's no, be, yeah, exactly. yeah, nobody,
3: nobody's going to stop you once you're out there. If you want to go to the top of that mountain, mm-hmm. you gonna go to the top of that mountain. If you want to go to the next drainage over, you're going to, you know, you, you're going to push mm-hmm. yourself and push yourself. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and if you figure it's too easy getting deer, then all of a sudden pick up a bow and learn something completely new. That's right? it. Right.
2: Yeah. And then after
1: yeah. that, go try to kill a sheep with your bow. Like there's no, there's no limit to, you know, there's all, and then after that, try a recurve or you know a longbow mm-hmm. or. Yeah. you know that there's just you, you never there's uh, you, you'll never not be challenged when you're hunting that's for sure and then oh, not only that these animals that we're chasing they got millions of years of evolution and instinct to them and they're a lot better their senses are a lot better yeah. than ours so yeah I mean, yeah it's hard with a rifle never mind anything else
2: oh so on that note um can i switch can i switch gears yeah. a little bit for a yeah. second you ever yeah. hunted sheep with a bow no okay not well me neither, me neither obviously but there's a there's a bow only sheep unit here. Oh nice. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And can you host me? Not for sheep. Um mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh Damon BC um, you can't host. You can
1: host for well you can't host for caribou anymore now. Oh no you can not here. Yeah. And but moose. you can host for everything else but just not sheep and
2: not I mean you care. can come right but just yeah. not I can't do the host the yeah, host yeah. thing. But yeah. when someone told me this someone's like oh we were I was actually I got I got kind of ended up in a doing a, a, a helicopter survey for moose last year which was great because it turned into seeing sheep and caribou yeah. and wolves and moose and everything. And someone said, oh yeah, like that unit right there. I had just moved here not long ago. And so the people were, the, the biologist was sort of pointing out different units. And he said, oh, that's a bow only sheep unit. And I started laughing. I mean, there's a bow only sheep unit, like bullshit. And he was like, no, no, really? Like I thought he was pulling my leg, right? That like, anyway, so here, there it is. Um, and apparently people do pretty well on it. Um, yeah. You know, people know well, it's doing, but... like,
1: yeah i know uh adam foss he hunts them with his bow and i okay. think like once you get it's like anything once you get uh you know once you learn the ins and outs like you get those guys that's
2: all they do is I know. Out, hunt sheep right so like yeah well i'm getting the world out this so. is why we're starting to get our you know we've, we've sort of un, unfortunately like regrettably kind of gotten out of shooting our bows a bit in the last number of years um just where we live we just didn't have a yeah. place you know all the all the the standard yeah. reasons life gets away from you and so um i mean kevin you know this i've updated you with pictures but we've got everything f- now set up in our garage to mm-hmm. do the whole all the stuff and we need to do to yeah. get them all back set up again and and so we're both getting back into it um, yeah that's nice it, it makes is, a big difference when you can tinker and have and everything that was the at, problem at yeah that was the thing is we were, we were multiple flights away from even a shop and everything. So yeah. yeah. And if you're not close, like Pete's nice. I mean, how far till you're at Jimbo's archery there? Well, that one's
3: two and a half. I usually go down to Kootenay archery Mm
2: -hmm. um, down in Jaffrey. In southeast, um, see, I've talked to all these here. shops now because there isn't an archery shop in what in the Yukon. Oh, yeah, we and so are, now, really? I've, now, really, yeah. So now, I mean, there's one. There's a the the gun store here sells. So there's the no boats, actual but archery but no, shop. Yeah. No, and there's a Where few people a that will do. There's a few people in their garage who will you know put on a put on a peep safe for a kind of thing. But no, no, there's no yeah. there's no. So now I've gotten to know all the all the shops in BC, what awesome. they sell. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes a big difference. I mean,
1: even just tinkering and. Trying things. I mean, that's what I did. I was just, I just try different things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it it, it costs a lot of time. It costs a lot of money. But I mean, you don't know, you don't know what you don't know, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you don't know if you like it until you try it. Um, Yeah. You know, I do like
3: how a lot of the bows are starting to, not all the manufacturers, but there's a good chunk of some of the, Uh, higher ed bows are starting to design stuff so that you can make adjustments without a bow press. Yeah. yeah, You don't need that. I mean, you need the education, not don't go out there and just start ripping stuff apart. If you don't know what you're talking or doing. You you heard it here first folks, go ahead. (laughs) Please don't do that. But it's nice to know that people who, you know, have been educated by Mm -hmm. other people as to, you know, the limits of what you can do and stuff. Um, you're capable of it without mm-hmm. all the fancy machinery and stuff like that. Uh, not that a bow press is fancy, but no, but still you got to have space. People don't have Get one.
1: It? No, exactly. Hey, I, I got a story for you. So uh, I met a guy. Um, he told me, he, he told me he's having a hard time shooting his bow. And I said, okay. So I went out a couple of weeks. This was before Christmas, actually, before it got cold here. And then I was uh, watching him shoot his bow. And I was like, Oh, dude, there's something wrong with your cams here. Hmm. And uh, like, I'm just watching them draw back, and right away, I'm like, there's something wrong with your cams here. Your cams aren't synchronized. Like, there's something's off here. So mm-hmm. I grab his bow and I, I'm looking at it. I can't, I'm just, we're shooting some arrows down the, down at the, um, down at the range. And so obviously, you don't have a press or anything. I can't, or like a draw board. I can't put it in there to see what's really going on. But I'm like, man, it seems like you're, why is your top cams uh, so, like, Hmm. the weirdest thing like his top cam was spinning at a different speed yeah well like his top cam stopped at a different position than his bottom cam right and i was like well what the heck's going on with your cams here man like the time that it's it's almost like the timing's off but and then i look and so what he did was he said well i was watching the youtube channels and they said your cam timing is really important so what he did he just adjust adjusted his top cam draw length like he dropped, oh, he dropped his string... He adjusted his string, his string drop. So stop. So it's supposed to, it was like the bottom one was on, like, I think it was E and mm-hmm. the top one or the top one was on G. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he yeah. just adjusted yep. his draw length, the string stop that you adjust for your draw length because he wanted his cams to hit at a more closer time. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. Like you, like you can't, you can't, we got to put this back. You got, you got to adjust to adjust your, your your cam time you gotta you gotta put twists in your cable or yeah. take twists out and like you don't want to twist too much like if it's out that much you don't want all of a sudden add thirty twists to the top yeah. one and not have any at the bottom right and but yeah it was just like I was like oh dude this is bad like don't shoot this bone don't don't keep shooting it yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. so I took it and I set it up for him <laughs> and then I put it in the vice and I squared it all off for him and like and it's funny and he and he's like i i put his um i put his rest to 13 16th and i said okay listen like that this is a good starting point like you probably Mm -hmm. for what he was shooting i'm like everything's good just go out and just just adjust your sight Mm -hmm. to to everything now don't touch anything else just adjust your sight because like he he wasn't a big shooter he didn't need to do all those micro adjustments with this didn't need to paper tune or anything like Mm -hmm. that like it was it was good enough it was better than it was i was like oh my god I remember
3: when we talked to, uh, big Greg pool and he started talking about all this stuff about bow timing and all this kind of stuff. And what really intrigued me is he would have his bow set up like perfect to him. And then he would go and purposely do something to it and take notes, you know, like Mm. untwist a cable Mm -hmm. here, adjust something here and then shoot it. And then document just to see what would happen. eh? That's right. It gets
1: you doing like you start taking shit apart, and man. Uh, like I, like Paul, you and I were talking about this yeah. last week or something when we were talking when we were just talking like tying a D loop, like, and everyone's doing, everyone's done it. I've done. It. Like you go to draw back. And that dude, let's go. <laughs> let's
2: and then the next thing is people uh, everyone's asking how you got a bloody nose. Yeah. 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 I've seen uh I've seen people
1: do it when they first start shooting a thumb release. Oh yeah, yeah, for They're sure. They're drawing back and yep. they hit the button and they get their they freaking punch themselves in the face. I've seen that for sure. I've, I've seen that
2: like so many times. The thing that I've like, I, I just don't mess well unless you like for, t- for timing, yeah, like to tune, but like yeah, starting to to mess with like string twists just to, just to experiment. It's like that's a that's a slippery yeah. slope to losing count. I, I do. I I, I
1: I do that to like I started messing with that on one of my old boats. I would just like put a million it tw- <laughs> like so many twists on one side, and then like just draw it back just to see like what would happen. And like after a while, I I like the problem is though it's hard to get it back to zero. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you pretty much are like. Okay, I gotta buy a new. Like you, you mess with you get to a point, like to such a point where you there's no coming back from it. No, it's yeah, like, it's like fuck, you know when you like I, I, what did I, where did I start? Like I started putting twists on my cable, yeah, and then on the top cam, and then I started taking twists on the bottom cam. Then I started doing the opposite. I started putting twists yeah. in here, taking twists up mm-hmm. here, and then I started messing with the strings, and then I was screwing off the yoke, and then like you start doing all this different stuff, and like you get to a point where you're like, holy fuck, I, I gotta i gotta start from scratch no, trying to do it all off. backwards yeah yeah you gotta basically take everything
2: off and just start. like you know that you know when you like trim one side of your hair a bit yeah. and then you gotta <laughs> trim <laughs> the other side a little bit higher and then like and and the then next you thing you know going. you have a mushroom cut yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah that's it no i i know and uh it's you know it's been fun though getting back into it. like i used to do a my with d loops and knocks and everything and, and i and i did get like that not with string twists i never i didn't met, i had a hoit so they were hard enough to twist everything up to get the cams but i didn't mess with it once it was there but the guy at the shop in peterborough ontario where we used to live would sort of would make fun of me all the time because i'd go in and be like pulling out the paper tune he'd be like what are you paper tuning for like you just did this last week and i'd be like oh i don't know i i uh i i took all the fletchings off my arrow and put them back on he's like why i was like i just wanted to see if i could do it now i got paper tune again or I was like, oh, I cut the D loop off and the knock point. And he's like, well, why? And I was like, because I wanted to practice tying a knock point yeah. instead of the brass. I want to tie one. I want. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and it was just like, and he was just like, you know, I wouldn't. The thing was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I had to cut off point, right? Like March was like at that point after March or April or whatever. No, no more messing. Now it's yeah. like, yeah. but yeah, because you know you get into the mistake too of it's now it's August and you're still messing with things yeah. and it's not ready yeah. to go and stuff. So
1: well and sometimes shit happens too. I've had I yeah. remember I remember in August. I had that, I had it was this was a couple years ago. It was the Rx3 or RX4 I had anyway. Mm-hmm. I was doing something and I was shooting and then like my folks place there, they've got a they've got um barbed wire fence on one side, and then I, like you can shoot fucking forever on on this one like this one stretch you can shoot you can shoot as far as you can like you're not going to be able to sh- make it to the end mm-hmm. of the driveway but there's barbed wire fence there and i have a little i had a little like there was a little crack in the wood and i jammed a nail in there and i was set putting my bow in there and somehow i went to put the bow it bow fell down and the string the string um just nicked mm. just nicked the barbed wire and it put a chafe in it. And I was like, oh, it doesn't look so bad. And I was pushing it for some stupid reason that's beyond me. I drew the bow back without an arrow in it. And the and the string boat broke.
2: Oh, man. Oh, I bent no. the
1: cams. So I had to get new cam, order new cams. And this was like three weeks before the hunting season started. It was awful. Did you get it
2: set up? Or did you get things Yeah, in? I got it back set I
1: up. But it was like two days before. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's nerve wracking there.
2: Man, but limbs are all okay.
1: Limbs are fine. I just bet, I just bet like their cam, both cams got bent and needed all the yeah. strings. I just bought a whole new like string and cable. Set. Although they
2: say now that, like, you know, what is it? Like, bows? like there's a, you know, they, oh, they dry fire them a 100 times. They're oh, fine. They, or whatever. Hoyt says
1: that. Yeah. Hoyt says they, Hoyt, this Hoyt says they dry fire every bow. I've yeah. seen three Hoyts dry fire and they've all blown up yeah as i, I want to get a like, Hoy
3: too and i just don't drive like, yeah you know what you you can go dry fire kevin's over there and yeah, yeah, that's it. just that's send it. me yeah. mine without
2: being dry fire, and i'll, I'll consider it, it good yeah. yeah exactly i just that's... i just won't dry fire it and then that way we never have to know right yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know <laughs> yeah. that's
1: like I, I i've heard that too and i'm like I, yeah i don't know i know what bow they're dry firing because
2: yeah i've seen three and they've oh pieces of cams are, are flying around like ricochet when it, oh like, dude it's violent it's like, too when those things fucking let go it's yeah. like, holy
1: jesus
2: like, yeah, freaking... i saw someone the the shop that i used to go to had this this old janky way of like measuring your draw weight where they just had like you know like a fish weight you know just oh, a yeah. hook just like a cable hanging up on a peg and so you'd hook your string in this hook and pull the bow down <laughs> i'm trying to help people can envision this like you're oh, yeah. The bows like you're pulling it straight down. So if there was an arrow on it, which you wouldn't do, but like just to get envision the 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 orientation here, the arrow would shoot straight towards the floor. Okay, so that's how the bow is, is positioned. Yeah. And so you're pulling it straight down, which of course is not the most efficient way to draw a bow. Like no, mechanic biomechanically, you know, not very strong no. that way and but the problem is so in order to make it easier for themselves people would end up angling the bow and pulling it more yeah. on an angle well then then you're putting all kinds of weird angle torque on, on the cams. string to the yeah. cams and man you'd be ready to get ready to shoot and you would just hear this like explosion of metal and plastic Boy, yeah. and everything everywhere and some poor person is shell shocked behind you um yeah yeah man yeah it's it's like... Yeah, when you see it, you're just happy. It's nice.
1: <laughs> but I've, <laughs> done, I've done it, I've had it, but it's just like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I always make sure and I have always tell them, like, never draw a bow back yeah. without an arrow in it. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, even when I put my bow in a draw board, I have. Like It's got the hook on the D loop. It's got the safety mm-hmm. string around the string. I still knock an arrow and put it in there. I oh, guess. do you? Eh?
3: Yeah. yeah. Just in case. Oh, cool. Just in case. Yeah. You never. No, know I'm that. the
2: same way. Like I, if I have to just, you know, if I draw it back to check anchor point and peep location, all that kind of stuff, I'm like, I put an arrow in it and face a target and draw yeah. it back.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of people, That's too, nice. in the drawboards are saying, well, look, it's got the safety on them. Yeah. But what if the string on the drawboard breaks? Like mm-hmm. it's still going to go. Yeah. Sm- it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. So, if the arrow is in it and just make sure you know you're clear at the other end don't be doing it at the kitchen table where you yeah, exactly <laughs> do it again because
2: that's <laughs> what so we joke when we bought our house it was like this is great now if i put a hole in the wall it's just my wall
1: yeah right? oh, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah well i'm excited no it's cool it's it's fun to be back into it we're both like super energized to be you know got the why well, you know because i was messing you with all the questions what yeah. press to buy and all that so again we got the press set up and been out there tinkering around putting a d-loop on and cutting it off and putting it back on yeah, and everything yeah. and um yeah it, it you were talking
1: me... earlier about your uh your d-loop length you're saying
2: you don't like it was a little too long this is the thing i'm so, so finicky, i can't though. remember you shoot a finger release yeah, yeah. It's, it's a wrist strap finger yeah, yeah exactly strap. and i've always and I, and I i've tried the thumb releases and, and hey i know there's all i love them they're, they're great yeah. everything's great right i just once i got this thing it was just sort of this is the oh, one yeah. where i was yeah. like if it ain't broke just keep using it kind oh, of yeah, thing. It was yeah. six of one half done yeah and uh so um put the d loop on it's like i don't know it's an eighth of an inch over mm-hmm. so it's five eighths. you know it's it or it's a over half an inch right um and it was i just like yeah i like it right at half inch mm-hmm. or you know and so yeah We'll see, I might cut it off and put it, put a new one on. But yeah, um, as long as it's under three quarters, like throw once you get to three quarters, they sort of excessively long at that point. Now the arrow knock is, is like in front of you. Yeah. So there was a guy Greg was telling
1: us about he's professional and he's got like a like remember PD was telling us it's like a two or three yeah. inch deal. <laughs> That's But he's crazy. like a pro- crazy one. Professional archer. But the yeah. thing about archery is like you need the fundamentals, but it's just about doing the same thing over yep. and over consistently. And that's all it is. But one of the things I found depending on like what kind of like for me, if my D loop is too small, it, it it's not good. It has to be longer because I shoot a thumb release. Yeah. And if yeah. I, if the D loop is too small and I click, I click onto it, when I turn it in my hand, it actually turns my string yeah. and it yeah. turns my knock and my arrow and everything turns with it. So yeah, you need the D do not loop have, to
2: take that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You yeah. need the D loop to take it. And if it's too small, you know, I've tried to like ones that are really short, tried longer and stuff like that. And I've, that's one thing if you have, it, that's where the D loops too small for people that are listening. You got to mm-hmm. make sure depending on what kind of release you're shooting. Well, that's what, um, that was that one of the things that, that, that I had
3: to sort out with. Cause I just switched to a thumb release this last summer. Oh, nice. It was a total learning curve. Um, just to get, you know, cause I shot a finger before and my D loop was too short. So I had a couple issues that I had with my bow. And when I brought it in, uh, just what Kevin was saying, that's the first thing that my bow guy was like, was like, well, if you're shooting that thumb release now, let's lengthen it out a little bit for the exact same thing. Your D loop takes it. What a difference. Yeah. Just that tiny little thing. Like,
1: yeah. Well, it all depends on what kind of rest you're shooting. If you're shooting a drop away and all of a sudden your two veins twist. Yep. Your mm. bottom vein, you say on the left, because if you're right handed, you're going to twist your arrow is going to twist to the left. If you're shooting like three blazer veins, there's a good chance now that hmm. your bottom blade, your blazer vein is going to nick your drop away. I never thought of that. So do you do you twist your arrow,
2: knock a bit, you, or like well, is it, it, the do you just make it up in the that? you you okay. the D loop. So if you yeah, ha-
1: yeah. you just lengthen your D loop enough so it's not putting pressure on your string, and if it's not right, putting yeah. pressure on your string, you don't have to worry about your knock turning and your arrow turning. But one Should more you thing short... that you have to watch for,
3: you know, what's if that? you're finding just one more thing you got to watch for. Yeah. If, yeah.
1: Well, if I, you I've have seen a lot over. of guys. I see. Well, I see a lot of guys just running small D loops and shooting thumb releases, and you're like, and I explained to them like, well, you know what's going on in that arrow, and they're like, no, that's, but they don't see it, right? It's sitting mm-hmm. down here. They're not looking at it. I'm like, okay, watch. What? Let me draw your bow back and watch. Stand behind me and watch what that arrow does. And sure as shit, they're like, oh my god, you can see it. It it twists mm-hmm. a quarter inch. And I'm like, yeah, well there's a good chance now, depending on what type of, if you're running a drop away and depending on mm-hmm. what type of the drop away you're running, there's a good chance that that vein is going to hit your rest because now it's, it's moved, right? It's, it's mm. almost like running it upside down. Hero. Worse
3: mm-hmm. yet, it will only do it every once in a while, mm-hmm. which will make you scratch your head even more. You're shooting good, shooting good. Then you get that one that doesn't, you know, it's like yeah. way off or whatever. And you're like, what the hell's going on? Like that's yeah. the worst thing that can happen. Lumpy you know, if It's all the time. You know, there's something wrong if it's once in a blue moon man that would suck yeah. it's like what is it is it my form is it the tuning is it that one arrow where no you just you need like that's arrow. when
1: you normally yeah well if it's yeah i mean if i if i'm in a position and i'm shooting arrows and arrows and arrows i always seem like one round and I sh- i'll shoot 10 arrows that are in a round if there's one or two arrows that are doing funny things i always mark them take that's the awesome. arrows
2: yeah i do too yeah. i do that I too take
1: a felt and i'll mark mm-hmm. the fletching on it just to make yeah. sure but i mean i've no like my D loop's not going to be too small. And like, that's one thing even with like, it even depends on your finger release, what type of finger release you're going to shoot. If you're, if you're shooting a certain type of finger release that doesn't have a, a string yep. or a belt mm-hmm. that can twist and make up the compensation for that D loop, then it's going to do the same thing. Like a lot of, a yeah. lot of finger releases are have just a tube there and they're solid, right? They, they're meant to sit when they sit in your hand, you don't have to worry about them twisting in your hand. And right. if you have that kind of um, release, and you have a small D loop, it's going to do the same thing. It's mm-hmm. going to twist, and it's going to twist your 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 bow string and your knock. And then when your knock twist your arrow twist. And your well, that's
2: partly playing. why i I I didn't think about it in terms of twisting the string, but why I've always shot a wrist a finger release with like the nylon strap on it. Yeah, is, is so that. And like, it it's that, comfortable the, that when yeah, i twist yeah. exactly when i twist to anchor because yeah,
1: everybody does because there. when you anchor yeah you're anchoring all, like especially with like with a thumb release or if, with any caliper release right like especially with like a double caliper and some singles the single caliper you're getting away with a little bit more so you don't mm-hmm. have it's not pinching on it but like any majority of thumb releases and majority of majority of any release really um that soon you're it's 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 parallel to or it's perpendicular to the string and then mm-hmm. all, when you but when you go to anchor it's not because it's exactly. twisting yeah. right your, your anchor is different
2: the other one i see i see people do maybe this is old news to a lot of people now but um people with shoot finger releases there's often i see people with they're, they're way too long yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. you've yeah. seen this a eh, and like in it and i mean so they're like, they're reaching and they're, and I their still index see that. I, see, yeah. I, I
1: honestly probably about 75% yep. of the people that are shooting like a yep. wrist strap release, release, they're, they're too they're, long. And yeah. I'm like, I tell people, man, you should be able to touch your index finger and your thumb together without your trigger going off. And like yeah. some people can't even like,
2: you should almost not in. be able yeah. to do it. Yeah. To yeah. pull it the be trigger so t- yeah, yeah. when it's not on the bow. No, exactly. Right? You shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. No. Like my that's kids all, way yeah. I, they, yeah. Exactly. What I tell people is like the like picture of like a gun trigger. How do you shoot a gun? Like, you're not, you're not, you're not sort of just reaching with the, just the tip of your finger to pull that trigger. Yeah. Cause you're, you know, then, you know, you're pushing or or whatever. Yeah. And I say this, and you can, you can even you can see it when it's, when it's too long and the person's yeah. fingers on it, they're now they're pushing down Yeah. on it. To, That's to, one of the first things that we look for. Uh, we
3: got a few uh, youth archery uh, kids who just started up in the last year or so. And we try not to inundate them with, you know, the deep, dark Mm. rabbit hole that you go down with all the little things. It's just like, if they're shooting good, just let them shoot good for a while. And we'll just try to pick off one little thing because you pick on them too much and then they get mad and they they don't want to do it. But that's usually the first thing that I'll look for because it's the simplest thing to adjust. Totally. Let's just take your wrist strap off. Let's just shorten it up. And you tell me, if it's comfortable, this is where it should sit. And then don't change anything else.
1: Yeah, You, mm-hmm.
3: you do you. We're just going to shorten this up so that you're not, re, you know, stretching everything for it and then kind of punching
2: that finger. That's the other thing. It's it the punching too. Yeah. 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 So well, like, exactly. Like you
1: shouldn't, if your finger, you you shouldn't be able to, you should have to pull on it to get that stretch. Mm-hmm. Like that's how tight it should be. It should be yeah. almost to the point where it's sitting at your thumb where you have that's to, it. to stretch it. And then it it releases. So like you can still touch your index finger and your thumb. That's what you want. You want that trigger sitting in there. That yeah. way you can just, you know, you roll your thumbs, you're not gonna be punching it. You're just pulling with your shoulder, like you it's all in your back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're just rolling it. And yeah. then you don't then you're not punching, but you see, like so many guys, like especially like it's way more predominant, like punching the trigger with a wrist strap release. You see guys all totally. the time going like smacking are, it. Or they yeah. the best is they they pull the trigger and then they'll pull their arm back. Right. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. just because they see everybody. Well, that's when you're when you're pulling a release, whether it's a thumb, whether it's a back tension, whether it's a finger, it doesn't matter. Your pull is coming from your two shoulder blades. Like you should yeah. just be pulling your shoulder blades together. It has nothing to do with your arms. Your back is actually is actually compressing. And that mm-hmm. makes you yeah. that makes you perfectly parallel. That way you're not lifting your elbow up or down or anything. You're not there's no there's you're limiting the movement when just your shoulder blades are coming together because your arms mm-hmm. are going to be perfectly perfectly in a line and then you you know you're not gonna have any unwanted movement that's gonna relate you know that's gonna affect where your arrows going down range. Have you guys I've... ever talked to anybody that's that have talked about
3: some of the new bow bows out there with a really short back wall and not having like even my old Bowtech that I had when I got it full draw all the way back. I feel even compared to my Ventum Pro that I have now there was more movement where I could roll my shoulder back and yeah. pull where mm-hmm. now i'm sitting back there and the back wall i mean the ventum pro is not bad
1: there's just others that seem well, like they got a much yeah. shorter yeah and, well it all depends on the manufacturer i think too and it depends on your cams and also like like does you does that ventum have an adjustable let off yeah yeah, yeah I said right or, now i think i've got it at, well that's not i think bad. i've got it at 85 i yeah. think yeah so you're that's just cool. talking about where you're coming through the valley yeah. And then right before the back. Well, there's not, and then some, there's no health there.
3: That's right. Some have yeah. a little more than others. So it's easier to do that nice roll, like your proper yeah. technique mm-hmm. to rolling yeah. it back. Where the others, it's like, let's say halfway through that, it's like, no, that's all there is. Mm. And now, you know, you got to figure out a way to get that off consistently the same way every time. But you don't actually have that full movement that you can bring your shoulder back as much as maybe the previous bow that you were able to. Yeah. Yeah because yeah. of the, the value. Well, and, that's well in and
1: that, that's the thing is like every bow is different. Every manufacturer is different. Every, they have different cams, different, diff, completely different setups. So it's all going to be different. So if you're shooting a Bowtech, maybe they got a really good back wall. Like I know like primes, mm-hmm. you know, they're known for having like the best back wall there is. Right. Like yeah. prime um, and elite. Yeah. Yeah. And so you get to with Hoytners, you don't have as much, like it's pretty much pull, pull, pull and then it's like, you're in the back wall right away. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. it's, um, so that all depends on what boy, what bow brand you're shooting, what bow you're shooting, and even now, it's like these bows make such leaps and bounds from year to year, yeah, especially in their cams. Like, I know when I was shooting that RX4, and then they completely changed their cam to the RX5, and I was like, holy shit, mm. a noticeable difference, really? I, eh? yeah, but I well, found like have- with that RX5, I didn't like it. It was really like, um, it, for for this is when bow. Like, this is when bows were starting to come out with like oh just like dead in the hand right like mm-hmm. you started hearing all like at least i did anyway you started hearing about bows being dead in the hand and then you're shooting this one and i found or i found that rx5 not to be at all hmm. but it yeah big difference in in the bow like in the can, like drawing the bow back with those new cams that they came out with yeah, well, yeah. i thought it
3: was funny that video that you sent me um just the other day that i had no idea you took of me at that at our 3d shoot from behind me I just you know was just getting used to my thumb release and my new bow man I must have re-watched that video 30 <laughs> 40 times and what I was watching for well and
1: I did it in slow mo too is not so you could actually see
3: yeah and it was I was focused on my hand to see if I was squeezing if I was rolling my shoulder back it was like the perfect angle to actually watch stuff over and over and it's like yeah. okay Maybe yeah videos are this. good i still it's super do, helpful
1: yeah yeah i still take videos now though i find like i can t- like you can tell like if i'm Once gonna shoot my it, bow yeah yeah i shoot my bow and i can tell right away if i did something wrong yep you know i don't even have to look at the arrow down right away before the arrow even like obviously it's moving so fast but like i can tell right away i'm like ah you know yep. i can tell right away I,
2: what i did or how i did it or you know and <laughs>
1: For it me, is super
2: helpful though to get that video. Like we, we used to yeah, do that Christina is. used to do that too, and we found we found there were a couple things um, that we that, that were super helpful. You know, you everyone you, you see people who when they first starting to shoot, uh, they've got their head pulled way back as if they're scared yeah, of the arrow. You know, yeah, like they're like they're yeah, hiding yeah. from the arrow. Yeah. And so you you watch them from the front, and their their spine. You can imagine it kind of doing this weird sort of, yeah, sort of yeah. angle to it. You, you fix that quick, but then the thing that we would notice that we did. Um, that was super helpful to see on video is you see people doing this too, is shrugging their shoulders. You because yeah. you tell oh, people yeah. you should be holding your bow with your back. You would say to people like you should be able to put a quarter between your shoulder blades and hold it yeah. there almost, right? Yeah, yeah. And what people sort of take that to mean is they shrug everything up.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. And
2: you want to be like, No, no, like y- your shoulder blades should be sucked down to your hips, yeah, but pinched back. But the one that, that I we didn't know we we were doing until we started taking pictures and video of each other was like cocking our hips to one side or the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you've had this happen too. So this was a surprise yeah. to me. I was like, yeah, I picture being every, perfectly. Everybody straight goes down. through, yeah. Everybody goes through, and I think a lot of it is
1: well, I think if you do it for too long, it's just a habit because I know guys You're just bracing almost, right? I know there's guys who do that, but a lot of it comes from like draw length being too long. If your draw length yeah. is too long, you're you know, you're you're compensating for that Mm -hmm. next for that length you're stretching you're reaching so your hip naturally just your hips want to slide back yeah uh and then just not being or shooting too much weight not being strong enough and you're exactly that's and like you're you're bracing against it yeah you're bracing against it um so a lot of guys do that right away because a lot of guys are like oh i'm I'm a strong guy i want to shoot i want (laughs) to shoot you know what do you shoot well i shoot 80 pounds or 70 pounds whatever i'm shooting on that bow and they're like oh i i could shoot that like okay this isn't like we're not armresting here, and then you give them. I'm like, kid, try to draw this bow back, and they're like, Ugh. "Yep, yeah." And you're and like, well, "Dude, you, you, you know d- how many times you have to pull that
2: bow back to get like, yeah. you know, it, yeah." This is it's a deep also also draw length, right? You ask how many guys, yeah. you ask how tall are you, and they go, "Ah, six one." You put them up against the measuring tape. You're five eleven, so yeah. then it's like draw yeah. length ends up being too long, yeah, because it, yeah, and it's like, it's well, like, draw
1: length is huge too, and the yeah. thing is, well, and it's tricky, like. You know, I mean, your draw length is your draw length, and everyone's you no know, different. But if you, you don't want your draw length, you don't want it to be too long and you don't want it to be too short either. Yeah. Cause like my cousin, he shoots a 26. He's the same size as me, he should be shooting a 28 and a half, and he shoots a 26, mm-hmm. and his arm is like kinked yeah. up. And he's a good shooter. Like, he's a good shooter. He, he, he went to, you know, the BC finals and stuff like that. He was in archery all this time, and like, he always got a razz for it. I'm like, why do you shoot like that? Why don't you just shoot? And he's like, I've always shot like this. And it's just the way I shoot. And I'm, and yeah. you know, it's one of those things that like, okay, if you've done it for this long, obviously you're not going to change now. Um, and he can, you know, it's just, he does his, he, exactly what I was saying is that, oh, you just got to do the same thing consistently yeah. over and over and over yeah. exactly the same time. And that's one thing he does, but you yeah. know, that's just a lot of extra
2: push on your shoulder. And you're like, and yeah. arm, it's, you're using a lot of yeah. arm to hold that bow now rather than, than back. Yeah. He, you know, what he ought to do is get himself a six inch D loop. Yeah. <laughs> That'll fix that go. right <laughs> up there. <laughs> to bring it a full circle there. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. even, even
3: when you take it into hunting purposes, like it's one thing with 3D and all that kind of stuff. That's, that's a whole nother ball game. But if you're in hunting purposes and you're out there and you're trying to pull too much weight. Yeah. You, all that extra movement. It's like there, there might not be anybody else around to prove anything to, but that deer elf <laughs> there, it, they're going to be like, what the fuck? And yeah. they're already gone because you've already started pulling, pointing at the ground and you're finishing pointing at the moon.
2: That's it. Man. And then yeah. you got to
3: bring yeah. it all the way back down because you've used every bit of strength and you got maybe like 10, 15 seconds left tops before that thing's going to mm-hmm. let go on. Cause you're pulling way too much weight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, just Like yeah. It doesn't matter. Can you hit yeah. that target consistently every single time at different lengths? And well, and you got to be
1: you got to be confident and you mm-hmm. got to be comfortable. That's right. It. Mm-hmm. That's
3: it. Like, remember, yeah. we were talking about my buddy, uh, Bradley Joseph there, Clemens from the States. Yeah. He shoots 55 pounds. Yeah. The guy's a killing machine. Oh, yeah. It kills he just shows moose right with it. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, it doesn't matter how big or small. Yeah. It's about where you put shot your, placement. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah.
2: That's that's probably what he shoots uh we'll...
1: expandables too though, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I've of always been games? a. have always been a fixed. I, se- I sent them all. to you. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get them in the mail.
3: Yeah. yeah, in pieces?
1: No, you're gonna get them all and just no, I threw them all out. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always been a fixed fixed product too. Yeah, I shot yeah. them and then I I don't know. We kind of talked about this last episode. I had an incident yeah. Mm. And,
0: yeah. yeah
1: broadhead mm-hmm. didn't they uh shooting the grim reapers on because it was set up on another bow that i was shooting and the big didn't open oh yeah. Yeah. yeah they're
3: good until they're not yeah yeah they're but great pete says
1: the things not. about mechanicals that's why we have mechanics because it's sooner or later <laughs> that's it everything mechanical fucks up and it's true that's yeah. it
2: yeah as soon as a part can move a part cannot move right yeah yeah, yeah. Or um, what were we saying earlier about the yeah.
1: buffalo up up there
2: oh yeah well yeah you can't hunt you can't bow hunt for bison here Um, can't bow hunt for bison? No, no, no. What difference does it make? I, you know, I think it's probably just eventually regulations have to be written at some point and they got to, you know, it's like, it's like draw weights, right? Eventually you got to put a, put a number to it or put a grain size for a bullet or whatever it is. And I think, so I think it's that, I I don't know, maybe eventually there will. So, so the story of bison is, is cool, right? Like they, there used to be bison here. Um, Bison are native to this area they were depending on the region you're talking about there's a few different a few different herds of bison throughout the Yukon but generally speaking um somewhere up let's say up to about 350 years ago they were mm-hmm. or rather 350 years ago they were extirpated fully from from most parts of the Yukon or I guess from all of the Yukon um you know so, so it's not that long ago relatively speaking they yeah. they're 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 not they, they wasn't they were here until you know, not that long ago, relative to a lot of um, you know reintroductions and conservation yep. efforts, and they were reintroduced here in you know between 1988 and 1992 or so. Yeah. Um, from 170, there were 170 brought in from mostly from Elk Island National Park, um, just where most most bison come from now for any reintroduction programs. Really? Um. So all this to say that the, the there's only be, there hasn't been a, a a hunting season for bison here in modern history for that long, um. And so I imagine I don't know why they when they the regular wrote the regulations why it was no bow maybe no bow hunting maybe but just I, for recovery rates maybe they feel I, it could the be that yeah recovery rates are too low. Could be that it could be like you know, as they were getting a hunting season, you know, putting a hunting season in for for a a, a reintroduced species that is yeah. still listed as endangered uh, everywhere, right? So this is an interesting sort of situation that, that where we uh, in the Yukon hunt a very large number of an endangered species, um, and I say that sort of tongue in cheek. The bison are doing very very well. They have yeah. surpassed recovery efforts here. But going back to our conversation about the sort of why hunting is so nuanced and why it's so interesting um, and going beyond, we sort of get into this thing with hunting, right? Like, like we never, we we don't hunt and hunters don't hunt any endangered species. And it's like, of course we don't. We know what we mean when we say that. We don't hunt endangered species. But the conversation in some cases is actually far more interesting than that. And this is one of those where. We've, there's has been this reintroduction effort that has been wildly successful. They've shot way past um, targets, population targets, and so there was actually a very liberal they were in, uh, hunt for bison. There still is. Um, and anyway, all this to say, I, I I imagine at some point when they wrote the regulations, it was like let's let's just put in something that we can that we yeah. know is let's of, just get something uh, in there, control, contained, can, yeah. measurable, and right. And so the you know it's it's like you got to have it's got to be a minimum thirty odd six caliber bullet. 180 grains that sort of thing right um so who knows maybe one day as as the population really kind of stabilizes and range expands and whatever maybe there will be a a season i mean we know that certainly know that 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 bows and arrows can kill bison there are other jurisdictions right now that have bow hunting seasons for bison so just to make it clear i'm not saying like everyone yeah that this is i hope one day that there is yeah well sam yeah, davis I, got his with with the bow this
1: year didn't he the same broadhead that that didn't open for me on that till. Yeah. oh is that right Where was
2: that yeah uh, like in bc <laughs> yeah no montana he's from uh
1: he's a guest yeah he's from montana okay yeah i think it was yeah i can't remember if he had to travel somewhere for that bison or not yeah i know, want to slip in my mind i want to say montana or wyoming it's one okay. of those right. two places but I mean, yeah, we definitely. have in BC we have an open Buffalo season. Yeah, yeah. We can just go. There's an LEH draw for them in, in a place where they're more easy to get to. But there is also an open season for for Buffalo.
2: Well, I remember I was looking when I first found that out. I lived it was when I, was, I think I was still living in Ontario, and I was super pumped about it and thought, "Oh great, I'll go to BC because I had a friend. I'll go to BC." And then saw the yeah. non resident non resident fees. I yeah. Thought, oh, I guess I won't. But well, now here. Is, uh, I will, yeah. this will be my first, this will be like, this will be our yeah. first season for hunting them now. Yeah, open till, you have to be
1: there for, you have to be a resident for one full year, right? If for a year. Yeah. yeah. So this will be our
2: first year that the season's open till March 31st. But you guys so get,
1: say. so you can hunt grizzly bear, black bear in the spring.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Black bear. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at something, I haven't looked at the the regulations exactly for this year. So, you know, no one quote me on this, but it's yeah. Around the solstice of June, around June it's June yeah. 21st or so. Um, and then reopens, you know, pretty soon after that for the fall season. Um, That's so that, that hunt, yeah. Spring grizzly bear. Yeah. And I, um, you know, can you,
1: should, hunt, can you hunter host somebody for spring grizzly? You like how I'm just like, he, he really wants us. I, I see why I'm, i see why I'm here now. Um, <laughs> you know what? I can do,
2: like, yeah. I'm going to look these up while we're, uh, while we're talking about it here. Um, but, uh, that'll be one That's got to be one of the up. coolest hunts ever
1: like we used to have we used to have it down here but it was leh only like yeah, you could okay. only go hunt the grizzly for with an leh and i didn't fuck i i have zero luck with any leh's and i never yeah. got them i know a lot of guys who got them like three four times never went i know so a lot like, of
3: people that would put in for them on purpose with no intention of ever hunting them just so nobody else could get them oh really, really? yeah oh that's brilliant and and the funny thing is is that some of them were hunters too so if they didn't they they, just had a personal thing against the grizzly bear well they might have because
1: a lot of the guys don't well like and then that's that's our fault and we've talked about it on the show before is that in the regs it literally said that we didn't you didn't have to take out the meat of a grizzly bear yeah and like i don't know why it was in like that in the regs It seems somebody should have went through the regs like at one time, and I mean, I guess I could have, anybody could have been like, hey, like, maybe we should start bringing awareness to that. We need to change this because, uh, you know, whether you. That's just be- the way I was raised. If you
3: yeah. shoot it, you're bringing everything out that you possibly yeah. can. That's, yeah. there, there's I don't no know questions if, on it.
2: I don't know if it was.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. And that's the
2: same right see. here right now. And this is a can of worms, too. But here right now, the regulations for at least black bear is that you have to bring either meat or hide. Yeah. Well, that's how it else. is in
1: B.C. Too, it says black bear. You have to take out. You have to take out all edible portions of black bear. But it said you didn't have to take all the portions out for grizzly bear. And I mean, like, it makes you wonder, like, if it was, if we were forced to take the meat out, if guide outfitters and everybody was forced to take the meat out, would there still be a grizzly bear hunt? That's right. I,
2: I've had it too.
1: I've eaten grizzly bear.
3: Oh, have you?
2: Yeah. See, I would like uh, to try it because I'm super interested in trying it. My my concern i mean like we're just saying is that like is that like i hunt to eat the thing yeah my concern is if you get on the ground and i find out i don't like it i'll be real bummed that i've that i've shot this thing i don't like now so i want to try it because i've i have heard it's good i I
1: wouldn't see why it would be any different than any other bear and then it's probably how you cook it too right exactly i was just gonna say i mean if you don't like it cooked a certain way i guarantee you like i'm not much of a cook but i guarantee you my wife could figure out a way to make it so it tastes Good. I mean, for I, sure. I, I mean, I would probably, eating... I would probably just cook
2: it to one sixty and eat it, and just be like, you know what, that's pretty good because yeah. I don't really, I'm not yeah. picky. And they're eating and, like, especially the mountain ones, like, we're, we're, you know, I've definitely heard people say that there's a big difference between grizzlies and mountains that are eating the, the all the good stuff, right, berries and bugs yeah, and everything. And see, then like, well, and then coastal bears that are eating that are eating yeah. fish at the end of their salmon run. So, but see, sure. like
1: black bears, why would it be any different than the black? Bears? Exactly. That's that's like what black I'm bears thinking. don't. Black bears don't taste any different
3: yeah and i think that's there too you're another difference you're probably probably going to find is the worm situation um from what i've heard from people who really focus in on bears quite a bit around in my area i'm going to specify because i'm not going to speak for other areas um we have a lot of wetlands in our where mm-hmm. i live but we have the super high country back country kind of stuff and a lot of them always say if you get a bear up high and in the back, more often than not, it's probably going to be a lot less wormy than the ones that are down low mm. that are coming well, to and from the off, wetlands. Yeah.
1: Well, they're probably living off uh, more berries like because they're omnivores. They're probably living off more roots and berries and stuff, and they're not eating as many rats. And yeah, anything else that eats dead meat is going to carry, you know, they got a chance of having trichinosis. So, yeah. Um, so, um
2: but yeah, and, I and for just to, to tie that up real quick, so for here, um, it's actually you have to take the hide of a grizzly no matter what, you have, yeah, to, you have to take the hide. the hide, but but for black bear, you only have to take one or the other. I was just confirming oh, really? That yeah, Not really? Yeah.
1: Wow, in BC, you have to take both for the black bear, you got to take everything. No, yeah, here's like, I've always wondered, yeah. you know, since that since the 2017, I've often wondered, that's if a good if it was question. Written different in the book, would we still have it today? Because I mean, yeah. that's a fighting mm-hmm. case for anybody opposing. I think it was Pacific mm-hmm. Wild that started that whole grizzly bears it's nothing more than a trophy hunt. All you have to do yeah. is open up the book, and it specifically says you only have to take out the hide. I mean, to it's pretty hard to from argue. The, yeah, and from the outside looking in, how do you not see that as yeah anything more than a trophy hunt? Yeah, I mean, if you don't exactly. know better. I mean, well, and, and I
2: wonder, I worry that there's going to be jurisdictions in North America that are that are going to have mountain lion hunts at risk well i mean there are but i i worry that it's that it's a similar thing yeah right
0: yeah
1: well um, and the, the mountain lion is man, that's a tasty point,
0: meat there too
1: yeah, you get to a point man where like there's a lot like in bc and southern british columbia here th- where i am there's a lot of mountain lions yeah you start if you start a lot of people don't know they don't get to the back country and they especially don't get into the back country in january and february you know when you start seeing them all but you start going back there you start to see quite a bit. i seen, yeah, yeah. I seen two, Pete and I, We I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not, but i seen two two full-size cougars together on a kill. No so, way. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, yeah. That's just at the end of mm-hmm. your deer season there. Yeah. I mm-hmm. bumped them off an elk kill, full-grown elk. That's wild, yeah. They killed. And they were actually, when I, when I walked up, and I could hear some rustling around, and I was like, oh, I thought maybe it was a deer or something because I was going into my blind where I was deer hunting. And sure as shit, I see the back of a cat and I was like, Oh, there's a bobcat. And I was like, Oh no, that's a cougar. <laughs> and then I see it's long tail. And I was like, Oh, my bow is strapped to my backpack. Got my snowshoes on. Right. Like, and uh, so then I'm like, Oh, so I'm like, whatever. I go back to start checking the trail camera. They hear this growling hiss at me and I look over and there's another cat 10 feet up in the tree. So I take off my backpack and it jumps down and bolts off. So I was like, Ah, I take off my snowshoes, get my backpack off, get like, get everything set up throw an arrow and knock an arrow. And I start tracking this thing through the bush and tracked it the whole day. I couldn't find it.
2: That's cool though. Yeah. Wow. I went back. We can, I can, I can uh, host you for bison here. Oh, that's sweet. But I know you have bison there. So, but yeah, grizzly
1: grizzly bears.
2: uh, Can't. Yeah. I just, was just confirming that I cannot grizzly bears a bucket list. Yeah. And I don't, Fuck, man, it'd be nice. Yeah. Somehow. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Unless they start rolling down through Stanley park. (laughs) and just don't see us getting it back i'm sure you know if one stumbled down there and took uh scratched up a few people yeah might, uh we might get away with it there well, is some effort. Funny how they, they complain about the you know the
3: coyote problem oh, and all that, that was that, kind the of be- stuff that, down that timing couldn't be any oh.
1: better because there's like groups just complaining about the coyote kill or c- killing coyotes and the coyote hunt and all this stuff and then The coyotes started getting aggressive at Stanley Park, and then that was like, it was it. It was over. You didn't hear anything about it. People were like, oh, maybe there is a problem with these.
3: Some of the funniest comments I thought, too, are, well, why don't we bring some wolves in? They'll clean up the coyotes. No problem for you guys.
1: That's what you want, a bigger version of this down there's like
3: the <laughs> way people like they will take care of every coyote down there. Yeah, do they will, worry um, about a
2: thing. There is a there is a, a I think it's pretty quiet, but there is an initiative to to ban get the grizzly bear grizzly bear hunt banned in Yukon as well. Really? Um yeah. Um I, I can't you know, see that fly I well it's right. a thing I hate to say it, right? But I but I also can't see it. You know, I don't want to yeah, like touch, wood, but you but, know, but, right now but, like if know. if
1: anybody gets sniff of this or wind of it now you know it, the hunters are going to be we're going to get a lot of support like uconn mm-hmm. will get a lot of support from across of canada we'll get a yeah. shit ton of yeah. support from the states And you know, it was the same with the 7b like soon as we got charles and john involved with it our fifth you know our hundred emails all of a sudden went to two thousand three thousand emails you know all of a yeah. sudden our reach from using their platform all of a sudden our awareness we we're getting guys supporting us from down in the states. They,
2: Oh, really? Eh? Yeah, yeah. Ontario, yeah. everywhere, right? Like, well, you so know, if, meat eater posted, I wrote a thing about the grizzly bear hunt in 2017, right when it was um, just after it was banned and meat eater reposted that. Oh, really? Um, on yeah, their website? I, Is well, it on your it's, website? It's on mine. They reposted it on their Twitter. So it'll be, or uh, what? not Twitter, you know, Instagram. So oh, it'll yeah. be long buried, but their website, when they redid their website, all of the previous content was wiped. I haven't been on um, your web page a long time. All that to say, like it did, it did at that time in 2017. It made it was yeah. there wasn't there weren't as many of the big, you know, especially like international, um, like between Canada, and the US. Yeah. Um. You know, websites and organizations really promoting all this collaboration. Yeah, but yeah. well, um, the,
1: the, it was cool the, to see. Yeah.
2: Yeah. For sure. And yeah, I think I that's the biggest your, thing. You, if you, ahead,
3: if you please. get wind that it is happening, blow it up. Oh, Send it yeah. To everybody. Totally. And it's you know, I'd I'd rather squash it right now than be dealing with it while it's in the courts and stuff like yeah and it's it's great to have these big groups um, yeah and i don't see
2: it happening either um here like it's like uh, actually having a problem but again you know like i never saw it happening in bc that's the thing right what is that phrase the pride comes before the fall right so um yeah i don't want to i also don't want to (laughs) like get complacent about it but um but again a lot of
1: podcasts dude
2: I'm just going, I'm looking at your webpage right now while we're talking. I don't know how, but yeah. Good. Most of them are, I, half of them are here, which is great. <laughs> but this isn't,
1: how many have you been on times you've been on this show? Four, right? I think this is four, five? I
2: think. Yeah. Four, or five. Four, or five. Yeah. All different topics. We've covered all kinds of stuff yeah. at this point. So now.
1: February 33, 48, 25, and 66. So this is. Oh, this is okay. Number five. Yeah. Yeah. So 5% of them, you've been on 5%. It's pretty good that's, that's a cool. for a guest been fun, really yeah. it's been yeah, fun no, it's been it's been awesome and that's why when we were talking about pete and i were because we could kind of see we're like oh man we're in episode 80 we're gonna be coming up to 100 here pretty quick who are we gonna get on and we're like well oh, we're thinking maybe trying to get on like uh, um you know not that you're not you know like someone yeah Big somebody we the, the, in the,
2: the bottom Yeah, we actually we
1: actually what we did is we went through a lit we had like a big sheet of paper piece of paper without like 100 names on it and they all said no yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it yeah exactly
2: <laughs> yeah like well
1: no all kids all kids inside though yeah we we're kind of and we we're like now nah, man i think i think instead of doing like they're trying to do this big fancy show we're just going to make it about the listeners and and just have a good old-fashioned bullshit and who yeah else? better to have with a ball
2: no it's fun it's it's cool like i said i I mean this is is why i love it right that you get to go through everything from like the intricacies of how you position your hand with different bow releases that are like that some people are going to hear that and be like tuned right in because they're going to be on the same nerd out sort of level and then right to like you know the politics of grizzly bear and buys and reintroductions and stuff so it's so it's super fun i always enjoy it um i always appreciate you guys having me on
1: yeah it's been a blast i think uh yeah, 100 episodes, and I, you know, I just want to say thanks to everybody who's listening and been supporting the show throughout the first, nine, first 100, and um, look forward to another hundred. Yeah, it'll be AP. a blast.
3: Yeah, there'll be a show in there too eventually, know, somewhere Pete's in get, the summer where I did, kick did, his Paul ass again in a 3D shoot. Paul, again. did you heard?
1: Pete's taking naps now. Like during the day or at, in yeah, the podcast? After work. After work. He might be. You know what? I'm going to have to get him to turn a light on. <laughs> he is because he was pretty quiet there for like half an hour, wasn't he? Well, like you know, I was <laughs> I was trying to time
2: out the interval of beer sips because now that I know, now that I know that like there's a there's a correlation between beers consumed and Pete's interest in the conversation, yeah. whenever I would see you no. not sipping beer, I'd be hey. like, the hell man, where, where, what, where did I lose Damn. you? You know, hey, you know what we should do? Hey, you know we should
1: I got an idea. I got an idea. Of what we're gonna do? We're gonna have like, and we'll we'll make it live, and we'll have that could be like an indicator of your interest level for a guest. Like when you're, yeah, like a little needle, and no, cool no, video. Well, center just you. So if you're I drinking lots, <laughs> means you're not in you're not involved in the conversation. And then if you're just sitting, if you're if you're if you still got a, we should do it actually with a clear glass, and you have. Well, that's you it. You put it markers
2: up. on it. Yeah. Oh wait! So I had it reversed. It's if you're not drinking, you're into the conversation. Oh, Oh, okay. Now I feel good. I was worried. This is a
3: bunch of bullshit. Is what it is.
1: You watch Pete. If he's involved in the conversation, you maybe you'll like. You won't hear a lot of, but you watch when he's not involved in conversations. Like,
2: let's just. So we will. We'll put markers on it, right? We'll we'll make you. I'm gonna make you one, Pete, because it'll it'll have a marker on the very top that's gonna be like kick-ass conversation if the beer is not below that mark we'll know and if it's the bottom i get a couple of them so i can swap (laughs) i also see i also see a great t-shirt we're gonna have
1: to to zoom that camera back so we can see what pete's doing he's probably gonna have a little funnel going in there
3: oh man look guys i brought three beers and i'm looking over i'm like i'm on number three you know i'm just starting it but it's like I Got to nurse this thing. My yeah. wife is sick, she's not going to bring me anymore, okay. therefore, I'd have to leave and go hey, get my okay, Paul,
1: I'm going to tell you a story too. And I, we, <laughs> I, we never filled anybody in on, on what was going on. We were doing this show once, and he's texting his wife telling her to come bring him in more beer. So she's bringing him in, asking, beer. asking, okay. not telling. As, asking him to bring beer in while we're in the middle of the show. She comes in there and he just
2: That's great. I (laughs) love that. So I love that. So I will also tell you that the case, Casey, who was with me on the pod, on the Hindi podcast for a bit, I would, the same thing would happen. Her husband, Mike, all of a sudden I'd see this hand come in with a glass of wine put down on her desk and i'd be like what what was that and then and yeah he would and then one, and then i would see the bottle come in and pour it (laughs) so a huge shout out to casey and mike for having and apparently pete and your wife for having that routine dialed i love that oh yeah
3: Yeah. and it's it's like you're not even factoring in the outside factors here maybe i've had a long day and i need a couple extra beers it just happens to be a
1: podcast day (laughs) You know, like no come you, on. You, you can't say that with a straight face,
2: okay? Come on. I can you can't watch. watch. I uh <laughs> I think there needs to be a new t-shirt, like a um <laughs> focus hunting Pete uh beer consumption gauge. Oh, or, you it's know,
1: true, so, you watch, it's freaking hilarious. So. I should start doing these on YouTube so people can actually see, and then we'll get them a full glass, mm-hmm. and it'll be like Pete's interest meter. <laughs> And I'll Jesus. just we'll be, we'll be able to find but anyway. This whole thing came this. up <laughs> because Pete's having naps now. Yeah, oh, I am He's having okay. naps like day naps. Look, I so I, I don't know head. if he's gonna be I don't know if we get to 200 if he's gonna still be you know coherent by then, if he's already having naps. He calls me old every day. You I'm are going for a run and he's having naps. Okay,
3: huh? hey, you're even <laughs> taking videos of yourself before you go for a run, and you gotta wrap your damn knees to go out for a run.
2: That's old. All right that's all. Look, I I don't know who I don't I man I don't know who I want to take here but um what I was going to say because the PE yeah, had that was good. I was going to ask you do you park the walker like beside the bed or do you but but well, beside it makes it yeah, more efficient. Yeah yeah. You know I will say uh I dozed off with the dog for a second today. Now yeah. I didn't take a nap because I was in accident, but I made that's worse though. Is that worse? That might okay. be worse. Well, well no. Hey, Let's define
3: you... a nap here because I, I worked the oil patch for a lot of years running heavy machinery and stuff, long hours, six, seven days a week. And sometimes you do a 15 minute power nap. Okay. I'm
1: going to tell you what defines a nap. If you sleep long enough that you wake up and you think you're late for work.
2: Okay. That happened that once.
1: Defi-
2: <laughs> Once you, you put that, your, that. you put your pajamas on, you're now just going to bed. <laughs> you know, I was, I was literally running
3: down the hallway, texting my work partners who I just left from work three hours prior because I had a nap. And I slept for like two and a half hours. Nice. And I looked at my clock and it was six two. And yeah, like I slept last
2: time that at night, you, know, you yeah, go to oh, bed no. and you sleep last time than that. So yeah. Yeah. I think um, that,
1: those are naps. Like when you're sleeping two and a half hours, that means. Oh, hey man, like, yeah. that's like that's once. All, we'll see. We'll there see. There is if a good it.
2: though. The you ever heard of like the, the coffee nap, the caffeine nap, where you I like know. yeah you drink a cup of coffee, like you pound a cup of coffee, and then immediately go take a nap for twenty minutes, because oh, then f- when you wait, then when you wake, when you <laughs> wake up, you when you wake up, the coffee's kicked in. Oh. And now, not only have you rejuvenated from that twenty-minute nap, but you yeah, wake you don't up with have all those uh, so tired blockers. Of, huh. Well, yeah, yeah I can't. always always yeah. have another cup of coffee.
1: I can't sleep when I'm tired. Like I, I, I I'm a bad sleeper, so I don't nap. Mm, yeah, never. I'll just lay there like a zombie. Mm. Pete has doesn't have that problem. No, <laughs> well, I can sleep pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, noon. He's gonna one, sleep two, good nap. tonight,
1: knowing he can sleep good tonight. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah that's uh, good all right guys you know, it's been fun you know. and
1: uh again i want to thank everyone for listening and uh paul thanks again for for being part it's kind of a it's a big night for us and it's a big number i mean it's just a number and we're going to keep doing the same things we love to do and we're just talking to to you guys the listeners and you know we'll keep bringing the interesting stuff and sharing with you what we learn and that's kind of the cool thing is you get you know what you're saying paul is you talk to so many about having a podcast is you get an opportunity to talk to so many. Need and interesting and educated guys in so many different fields like it just seems like you're you know you got you just get such a i don't know the word but like you just get such a like your your library all of a sudden just mm-hmm. you know it, it goes from 10 books to two thousand books yeah
2: yeah yeah no it is yeah no it is i mean it's it is a milestone 100 episodes is cool and it's great yeah. that so many people have uh have been supporting it i'm super glad and uh Yeah. I mean, I always say this, I'm so, I super appreciate you guys having me on and still being interested. I, you know, I kind of got to keep figuring out something, something to say that might be engaging. Um, if we're just going to talk about how many beers we drink, then I can keep going on that forever. But, uh, no, it's, I really appreciate it. That's um, a conversation
1: that Pete wins all the there time you go. until he loses. And then he's just sitting there with drill. Until he's, out then of he's, napping, <laughs> <and> he's napping he's <laughs> napping. Um,
2: but yeah, congratulations on it guys. That's great. Thank you. And, uh, thanks a lot for doing it and having me on. Okay, guys. Our pleasure. We'll wrap it up. Okay. We'll talk to you later, Pete. You betcha. <laughs>
1: Hey guys, I want to thank you again for tuning into the Focus Hunting Podcast. It's coming at you as part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective. Quick shout out to the sponsors of this show Vortex Optics, the best in optics, period. AKU you Boots, you out to your feet. Now, if you guys go check out the uh, show notes, um, you're going to find some promo codes, use them, save a bunch. And uh, if you guys could please leave us a rating or review, we really appreciate that. And uh, until next time, love you guys.
0: In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6'8 Western. A mule there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.